Hello and welcome to another episode of Ready for Love with me. I'm Julia and I'm here to talk to you about all things love and today I have a little message I got, a query if you will, that's not quite saucy but I think made for an interesting train of thought. Before we get into it though, I am so excited to announce, to share that I finally have a proper microphone. I was able to find a nice vintage Japanese microphone used on eBay Kleinanzeigen, or I guess it's not eBay anymore. Um, if you're not from Germany, that's the platform for selling used things that's um, most commonly adopted here. So finally, I was able to to set up something that sounds a little less horrifying. Uh, and I hope that will make a difference in the sound for you. Uh, it was a bit of an adventure though, and it took a while. So that's why I didn't release anything, didn't record or release anything last week. But that's okay. I'm sure the super lengthy episode was more than enough to bridge the gap. Um, but now that I have this beautiful new sound, uh, I think we can get right into today's thing, shall we? So here is the message I got. He writes, I just left a brief yet intense relationship that lasted a couple of months. Ooh, brief and intense. Okay. My partner expressed strong feelings and a desire for a serious lasting relationship. That's what she wants. So far, so good. However, she chose to end things. I don't know, because I don't share her be religious beliefs which holds significant importance in her life and identity. Again, seems good so far, actually. Despite my efforts to be respectful and open-minded about her beliefs, stating that I found them beautiful and admired her passion for them, she ultimately felt it would cause issues down the road. When she asked about my stance, I chose honesty over pretending. That's good. Uh, explaining that I don't share her beliefs and consider myself agnostic. While I always emphasize my respect for her views, she still foresaw potential conflicts in the future. In hindsight, I acknowledge that the relationship may have progressed too quickly. Ugh. And agreed with the breakup. Oh, okay, agreed. Okay. But I wonder how I might handle a similar situation differently in the future. All right, so I think this is a straightforward case of incompatibility. First of all, I wanna commend the writer for choosing honesty. I mean, in the initial stages of a relationship, there is a higher risk that people will conceal parts of themselves or blur their real opinions in order to be perceived as better matches for their mates. For example, here's a quote from the book Tell Me No Lies by Drs. Ellen Bader and Peter Pearson. In order to secure the bond crucial to building a relationship, people fudge the truth about themselves and likewise fool themselves about their partners. In other words, we present ourselves as our partners would like to see us and see in our partners what we want to see. 
This results in lying to our partners and lying to ourselves. So building a relationship on these little lies, just because we really want that attachment so badly, is a sure way to later on become resentful and frustrated with your partner. Because you'll end up agreeing to a bunch of stuff, big and small, that you don't actually agree with or want to participate in. So good job telling the truth. If you hadn't told the truth and she didn't choose to break up, you could have ended up spending months or years participating in a religion or other things that you had no interest in, just to pretend to your partner that you are her perfect match. Maybe you'd even end up secretly annoyed and she would sense that and she would feel uncomfortable, but you would lie that you're fine and you wouldn't want to open this you know, can of worms with her and she would have to pretend it's okay because you said you're fine and then both of you would end up miserable. So many couples go through this dynamic and these things can escalate into frustrating relationships full of uncomfortable accommodations um, that weren't even made fully consciously. When you're getting to know each other, meaning in the first few months, the priority should be just that, just getting to know each other. And this is what I thought of in that first part of the message where he said things were intense. And then at the end when he said things moved quickly. Because <clears throat> strong feelings and romantic intensity are actually natural parts of the first couple of months of a relationship. It kind of sort of always happens if you're bonding with a person. But they're not the defining factor for whether or not you'll, you're actually compatible. How intense it was doesn't matter. If anything, that could have been even a red flag that things were going too fast or that things that there was a lot of um, those little lies that were created in order to maintain that intensity. So I think it's actually easier to find people you have chemistry with or even people you can get attached to, especially if you're being physically intimate with people, than it is to find people who really suit your personality, your values, your lifestyle and your goals. <clears throat> because the majority of people enjoy cuddles, good company, sex, attention, dinner out. Your ability to enjoy these nice things in life with a person is not the final word on whether or not you're a good match. One thing I often have said is, everyone's nice when everything's nice. Everybody likes nice things. Um, if you're talking about a good time, like lying on the couch, watching a movie and making out, the vast majority of people would enjoy that. And you're very likely to find that a lot of people are a perfectly good fit for that kind of activity. But you really get to know your partner and how well they suit you when shit gets serious, when it's about what's really important to you, when your priorities come up, when the, the specificities of how you want to live your life come up. The girl's priority in the message was clear. As he said, she stated she wanted a serious, lasting relationship. 
So she made it clear what kind of thing she wanted and her religion was significantly important in her life and identity. So she knew what, what was her priority, what she wanted that life to look like. So she has the right and really the duty to herself to choose to attach herself to someone who will be compatible with these things that are important to her for a serious lasting relationship. And she has the right to detach herself from someone who doesn't suit her lifestyle. So props to her for doing this early on before they became too bonded. Because at that point, a breakup would have been much more painful or even worse. She could have ended up missing out on some of these really important things to her just so she could keep that guy in her life longer. And that would not be fair to herself to cut off parts of of her life and of her character and give up on some of her priorities just to keep a guy around. Which leads me to a thing I noticed in the message. He said that despite his efforts to be respectful and open-minded and despite his saying that he found her beliefs beautiful and admired her passion for them and his emphasizing his respect for her views, she still thought it would be a problem in the future and then he agreed with the breakup. And then he asked me how to deal with this kind of thing differently in the future. Look, I know it sucks to lose a connection with someone we have a thing going on with. I'm sure he was having a nice time and I'm sure he didn't just want it to end. But this is not the kind of thing to deal with as much as it is the kind of thing we just accept and even appreciate. Keeping honest about who you are and not trying to control how someone else makes their choices for their own life is the way to go. His efforts to tell her he was cool with her faith almost sound like they were really efforts to convince her that this was no big deal and she shouldn't dump him. Um, And it's probably true that he didn't mind having a girlfriend practicing a religion, but that's not the same as him being able to offer such girlfriend who prioritizes religion what she needs to have the life she's looking for. That's not for him to decide, that's for her to decide. He told her, and really we should all always tell our partners in every situation, he told her what was up with him and the best he could offer. But it's up to her whether that's enough or not. Maybe he didn't agree with her decision. Maybe he thought this difference was not that serious. Maybe he thought she was overreacting. It doesn't matter what he thinks though. Not in this situation. A relationship requires two people who want it. But a breakup only requires one. If you're asking me how to convince a girl that your differences are not that serious, and they shouldn't dump you so you can keep enjoying this intense thing you got going on, then I think you're asking the wrong question. You're trying to preserve a relationship that shouldn't be in the first place. The real question is, do you want a serious relationship where your values and priorities align? Because this is what she said she wanted. Or 
do you want a casual hookup partner whose personal choices don't really matter? If it's the first option, I suggest you also start paying attention to the differences that come up when you're meeting a person and use that information to choose someone who truly suits you. And even though it sucks, you need to accept that even connections that are intense may not be right for both of you. And if it's the second and you're just looking for something casual, then I suggest you're upfront about that, about only wanting something casual and only get involved with people who are sure they want the same. Because in those relationships, then your faith and your personal beliefs will not matter as much, probably. So in this whole message, I think we can really learn something from the girl. She made a sober decision that I'm sure wasn't super easy, even though she had an intense connection with him. And that's key, even though it might hurt. So here's one part of my formula that I think can really help us find and form better relationships, taking all of this into account. My formula is choose before you attach. This might sound obvious, but lots of us are out there meeting people with a romantic goal from the get-go and focusing on attraction, chemistry, and bonding experiences before we even take the time to see who the person really is. If you want a serious, healthy relationship, get to know people as much as you can first with the goal of deciding whether they're worth attaching to or not. It's not just about whether you like the person, it's also about whether the person suits your life and the life you want to build. Once you decide they are worth it and they suit your life, then you get to work on building that attachment. And still, you gotta keep your eyes open to new things you'll discover all the way. Doing things in this order will help prevent a lot of wasted time and a lot of unnecessary heartache, I promise you. So how exactly do we do this? How exactly do we choose before we attach? Here's how you do that. Number one, be friends first. Friendship is the best foundation a relationship can have. Yes, this is a quote from hit Netflix show Bridgerton, but also it's just plain true. Meet and connect with a potential partner as a friend, keeping romance and sexuality off the table at first. Get to know them as a person, see how they behave around other people and in their usual environments and in new environments. Get to know how they live their life from a safe distance, just as you would with a regular new friend. The goal here is to gather information to see who they are and if you would be a good match. Number two, keep romantic bonding activities to a minimum. Getting things physical is one of the most powerful ways to form an attachment. So if you're trying to choose the right person, delaying physical touch will help you keep your mind on straight. Yes, I know you might still be full of desire, but that fantasy can be broken down by reality much more easily than an already formed bond. So it's important not to give in once you start feeling desire, although that can be a good sign that you have chemistry. Just because you feel like going there, it doesn't mean you're quite ready for it yet. It's also helpful to keep other boundaries, like not texting or calling too much, not seeing them too often, and not meshing your lives quite yet. 
Don't do full day dates. Don't do sleepovers. Don't do family gatherings. Don't do anything you wouldn't do with a new friend. So not comparing to your best friend, but a regular new friend. Because when you're really in love with someone and you've been through a lot together and you're so bonded already, you're much more likely to ignore red flags and make excuses because you already care for them a lot. Since the goal here is again to gather information, you don't want to get high on feelings that will make it hard to stay objective. And if you're worried about sexual compatibility, there will be time to figure that out later. Number three, write things down. I recommend you keep a journal of things you learn about this new person. Did you discover they have some issues? Do they tend to get angry quickly in certain situations? Are they rude to waiters? Are they drinking often? Do you disagree on pets, religion, children, politics, values? Not everything is a deal breaker, but it's always worth keeping track of things so you don't forget them and you can think later about how you feel about them. Again, since the goal is gathering information, journaling helps you remember the information and organize everything you've learned. Plus, again, even if you are keeping the romantic bonding to a minimum, as you get to know someone and you start liking them, you still will have a tendency to put on those rose-colored glasses. So writing things down will help you stay objective. Number four, consult your friends. Talk to the people closest to you about what you've learned. Be open to how they see things. They supposedly know you very well. Which is, of course, to say, not the same as just taking everything they say without question, but having them help you along as you process information and as you make decisions will not only keep you more objective, but also remind you of all the special bonds you already have with your friends you'll remember that a romantic partner is not the end-all, be-all of love in your life. It's not, not the only source of connection you have. Your friends are there loving you too. And that helps decenter um, a potential relationship from your life. It helps you not put it too much on a pedestal. P.S. If you don't have any close friends at the moment, personally, I recommend working on your friendships or you know, building new friendships before you go on to find a romantic partner. So if you follow these steps, I think you will really reduce your chances of falling into so-called situationships or any kind of thing where you get attached to someone who's obviously not right for you. Of course, once we are in relationships, there is a process, the process of discerning whether things are going well and worth keeping or not, doesn't really ever stop. We have to keep our eyes open and we have to keep thinking about things even after we are, we are bonded and we are in love. But trying to focus on this discernment before you attach should help you. And here we have it. If you want a real thing and the person you met is incompatible, time to stop and try another one. I think that's it for today. Uh, I last, last week I made a really, really long episode and I, you know, it's tough to curb my self-criticism when I listen back and prepare the episode for uploading. Uh, it, it was a challenge to kind of just let it go and, and share it, even though to me it wasn't perfect and there was so much I would have wanted to perhaps do differently or do better. But 
I'm challenging myself also this time to just let it be and let it go. I hope this episode was entertaining as well. And thanks again for listening. And if you made it all the way here, I would love to hear any questions or messages you have. Write to me on Instagram at rflwithjulia or um, send me an email. That's rflwithjulia at gmail.com. And yeah, thanks again for listening. And I'll see you next time. Ciao.